With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today in the Callahan Podcast, it is the eighth anniversary of the marathon bombing. Our thoughts are with all the uh, the, the many victims of Jokar Zarniev and his brother, especially, of course, to uh, Kevin Cullen, who can still hear it. He could still smell it. We will uh, we will look back on that awful day today. Also, the greatest fight in cable news history took place last night. We'll tell you about that. And by the way, the greatest undercover video a guy at cnn tells you the real truth about what cnn is all about we'll play some of that uh the um the democrats are going to pack the court and they have the two dumbest members of the uh house and the senate leading the charge today we'll talk about the uh, the shooting of ashley babbitt i will get into all that and much much more today on the callahan podcast brought to you by dcu why do dc members love their free checking accounts it's simple no monthly maintenance fees no minimum balance no strings attached what's better it was with direct deposit to their free checking account dcu members can get paid up to two days early who doesn't love getting paid early zero monthly maintenance fees zero monthly balance zero reasons not to switch they will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Cullinan, one more thing. If you want to watch the show and not just listen, you can watch it on callahanpodcast.com today and every day going forward. Good job, Cullinan. Let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, it is Thursday, April 15th, the eighth anniversary of the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. We still haven't put uh, Joe Karzarniev back on death row. That's pending. He's never, I don't think, I don't think he'll ever see the light of day. Although you never know with the new Supreme Court with 13 justices, including like, uh, you know, 12 liberals, maybe maybe there's hope for Joe Carr. Zarnia, but it was eight years ago today that Ken, Kevin Cullen survived the marathon. Uh, he can <laughs> still feel, he could still feel it. He could still hear it. He could still taste it. God knows, can he taste it? it. You, you know what? Is one of the most amazing 
uh, developments here in the eight years later that, that he still has a job. I mean, in journalism, so many people have been laid off. I know people, great newspaper people who will never work in newspapers again because the, you know, the industry's changed and you have a guy who absolutely made up story after story, who stole valor on April 15th, 2013 and said he was there. Clearly he was there when he wasn't pretended he was there, got caught and then uh, got caught, you know, from and pretended to have like a, a deep close relationship with a, with a 10 year old girl. <laughs> no, oh, like a year no. afterwards. Let, let's get that straight. I, this is one of my favorites. He said, Jane Richards, uh, one of the victims, lost a, a leg. Her brother lost his life. Janie, he calls her. Janie is my talisman. And now, you know, that's a nice, is a way of saying my good luck charm. So this poor girl who survived the bombing, lost a brother, family was changed forever. Uh, she's the good luck charm for a, a newspaper columnist slash fiction writer who made up the whole, this whole scenario where he was at the finish line after the bombing, which wasn't true, which uh, he was caught by my former partner and sometimes friend and my old producer, Chris Curtis. They caught him. They exposed him. And the whole world could see what a fraud, what a liar, what a, what a, what a plagiarist. I mean, everything. He violated every rule in the book. And didn't lose his job. That's your Boston Globe. That's the standard at the Boston Globe. Not only that, Jerry. You know he was he's on a Netflix special. That oh, that's what I was going to Yeah, you you tweeted about this turtle boy. I've not seen this yet, but the Netflix special on what? I haven't seen it. It's about I think it's called Robber. It's about like a oh, Boston. So this artist. is Mike Barnacle's kids put that made this, and Linda Pizzuti paid for it. So it's yeah. Uh, he's like the official like grizzled Boston voice that gives you know for the out for the out of towner Jerry who doesn't know the difference between Rozzy and Hyde Park. That's when they bring Kevin in to let him know because the the intricacies of how the city works. You know. That's my no, I, my problem with the stories. Like, like we know guys like Kevin Cohen are going to keep their job at the Boston Globe. Like, that's just we're, we're past that point. Well, not no, no, Dave. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Mike Barnacle himself lost his job, and trust True. me, True. that's a big move because Mike Barnacle has a very powerful wife and very powerful friends. They, I mean, he he got caught making up a million different stories, including the one that uh, eventually ended it for him was making up a story about two kids with cancer yep. in Maine, black, one black, one white, one dies, one doesn't, one lives. And it was totally fabricated. And he said, oh, it was just a parable. I mean, you that's, that's violating a cardinal sin. You don't ever survive that. Patricia Smith didn't survive that. Mike Barnacle didn't. They, they, they have a long history of plagiarism. Somehow this guy survives when he was caught red-handed. And he's making, white. Not just making up stories, but making up stories to steal from survivors and victims on April 15, 2015, making it seem like he was right there with them. I mean, you don't get lower than that in journalism and somehow he survived and and, and not and only that jerry the globe did a quote-unquote investigation that <laughs> determined that he lied about things That's and it. they still kept him on they had every reason to get rid of him uh like they had denied like the, he couldn't sue them it's like we did a, a fair investigation we've determined that you were not truthful about a lot of things that day and goodbye but they didn't right. they, but for other people, I guess my point is, I get what you're saying. For other people to then go and use him as a expert resource, because it's not just that Netflix special. That stupid show you said that sucks on Showtime does like readings with him for live streaming. 
stuff like that. City on Ooh, a hill. What, what, like, what you talking city on a hill? Yes, like they use guys well, like. Well, you know, well, 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 hold on here, because I want to talk about city on a hill. I had high hopes. It's a gritty Boston crime drama set in the '80s, uh, set in Charlestown. You got old like '80s cars, and everyone's smoking. My kind of show: violence, murder, uh, bank rob, uh, armored car robberies. I had high hopes for city on a hill. And I said, I'm committing to this show. I watched the first season. Second one just started. I was three. I'm sitting in the middle of the third episode and my wife got bored and walked away and said, this show stinks. It's, I mean, I, I keep waiting for it to get good. I love those kind of crime dramas. I love, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ray Donovan, you know, I love uh, you name it Ozark. I mean, these kind, they hook me in and I love them. And this show just, it's about nothing. Nothing happens. It's just, and Kevin Bacon is the most over, done character you've ever seen i know he's a good actor i liked him in you know you name it diner footloose i mean the guys uh, in, in sleepers he's great he's evil in this character he's this over-the-top boston detective who's always got a cigarette and a drink and he's he's driving he's got a drink a cigarette and a line of coke on his arm and he's just a total lunatic but it's so overdone you go okay enough it's, it's so poorly acted anyway I had high hopes for City on the Hill. It's disappointing. But what does Kevin Cullen have to do with it? I no, I'm heard- just saying, like, they go to guys like him and use him as a Boston expert and resource. He did some kind of, like, reading or some kind of topic on the story. So that's my only point is, like, these N- the NPRs of the world. Kevin Cullen is a go-to guy still when he shouldn't even have a job. Like, it's just, it's insane to me. They, they don't ever want to give the credit or the respect to the people who and the radio station that brought him down. So if he, if he was exposed by, I don't know, uh, uh, the local PBS or NPR show, you know, was exposed by, uh, the, the, I don't even know what it's called. The Jim Browdy show on channel uh, on, on, on public broadcasting, the, the, the national panhandler radio show for those, you know, those, uh, uh, welfare Kings and Queens on there uh, getting paid ridiculous amounts of money by the taxpayers. If they exposed them, which they wouldn't, uh, it might be different, but they don't ever want to give the credit to the people who actually exposed him and brought him down. But I, I mean, I don't read him. I don't look at the globe, but I'd be curious if he writes a retrospective today on the anniversary of the day he was at the finish line good and, point. It's a good point. and could smell it and could taste it. Dear God, could I taste it? Go back sometime if you want to hear what, see what we're talking about. That was three and, years ago, right? Not two, three years ago. Was that how long ago he did his yeah, little? Oh, was, it the, was it the fifth year anniversary? You got to read it to believe it. It's, it's, um, it's, it, I mean, I know. I've, I've read plagiarist before I've read, you know, barnacle for years, but this one is so incredible. When you read it after you realize that he was miles away, you know, taking a nap at his home and hang him and writing as if he were at the finish line, it is, I'll give him credit. It is creative. It is over the top. And if you realize that he wasn't actually there, you will laugh at the thought. That the fire, remember the job. firefighter, Jerry? The, his, right, the, the firefighter, firefighter who he never met. And who denied being the, it's like the guy. <laughs> it's, he didn't think he get caught. It's so incredible. And it and it's, again, the worst part is he sees the victims. And I'm not just talking about you know the people who lost their limbs. There were 264 people injured that day. And there were people emotionally scarred with the finish line, family members, friends of, of victims who lost lives. And he and he's jealous. He says, "I want to get some of that. I want to be like them. I want to be able to say, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like Richard B- Blumenthal lying about being in Vietnam, be you know, stealing, Dominic. 
Danang Dick stealing valor. It's despicable. You don't get any lower than that. And when you, I guess you, you do get lower because as you point out, he's stealing valor from a 10 year old child. You know, I, I, who's, uh, I guess, whatever, 18 now, stealing valor from children who lost limbs. <laughs> I can, I'm not gonna lie. I could listen to Cullen all day. Right. I right. could listen to It's so funny because we all know what a joke it is. And it's just, what else can you do besides laugh at it? He's, right. he's such right. a character. <laughs> and then just keep in mind, the Globe is a joke too, because they employed people like this and, and they, and they pretend that you know it didn't really happen. We we and made him a we made him a regular like, reporter for six problem months. when he calls him fake news. You literally right. employ Kevin Cullen, right? And I mean, I gotta say, I know you and I feel the same way that that watching media frauds get exposed could be the greatest entertainment. Hell, it's better than City on a Hill. Trust me. Project Veritas catching CNN is better than anything you'll see on Showtime. Trust me. I, I mean, maybe maybe they're, they're building up to the, the good parts of City on the Hill, but so far, at least this season, totally disappointing, just, just, just tedious and meandering. But anyway, Project Veritas, if you're not aware what it is, it's James O'Keefe, this young, uh, intrepid reporter, undercover reporter, and a man after Turtle Boy's own heart, exposing the frauds out there. And he's had some great stuff over the years. I'm not sure who pays him. He's got a big staff. He's got like 20, 25 people. I'm sure he takes donations. Maybe he's even allowed to take donations on, on, on Ven Venmo and PayPal. So which I'm, makes, yeah. I'm, like some I'm like some people. I bet you he's got like a, um, I, I assume they're a nonprofit. Like a sugar daddy, one or two guys that no, like pay. a conservative, like a nonprofits. They get like is it non think tanks to give them money. You know, it's a nonprofit profit that's raised just shy of four hundred thousand dollars of a million dollar goal. Is uh, Project Veritas? That's all they've raised. You got to make more than that. Just shy of four hundred thousand dollars. When you click the donate tab, that's what you see. So I don't um, know. If it's just this year. I don't know. Um, but they they came out with their best one yet this week. The last couple of days, they let it out. You know, in increments. Um, but it was setting up exposing CNN. And I don't think it gets any worse if you're CNN than having something like this, because here's the best part. And I'm telling you, I laughed out loud. They set up the CNN uh, producer by getting him to go on a Tinder date, more than one Tinder date. So one of the women who works for uh, James O'Keefe gets on Tinder, <laughs> finds this CNN. Uh, I'm going to get his name. This, um, the CNN staffer who knows his stuff. I mean, he knows people. He's, his name is uh, Ch Charlie Chester, technical director at cable at CNN. And he admits, he, he says, quote, COVID gangbusters with the ratings. He admit they stressed the COVID deaths, the COVID misery, because it was great for ratings. They put the ticker with the deaths because the more that went up, the better the numbers were. And he's telling this girl, this woman, as they got drinks in front of them at a bar, telling her, bragging about they got good ratings when they really played up the death toll. Tell me that's not the most embarrassing, revealing thing you've ever heard about cable news. I mean, if this were some other like left-wing you know, media matters setting up Tucker Carlson's producer. I mean, how they try, they want him fired every day for something he said. I love it. I love Imagine it. if they caught Fox news saying that they were playing up deaths. 
of, of, of American city, you know, or remember the Tucker producer story we did a couple months ago where they caught him like having a alias on Twitch. Yeah, and a burner account. He had a yeah, burner account. And it was yeah. like, like, and, and they fired him that day it was yep. one guy. This is saying the network and, and the woman actually gets the name again, Chester. It gets Chester to say, it goes straight to the top. But she says like to Zucker, you know, Jeff Zucker. And he says, yeah, this is uh, Brian Stelter going to be covering this on reliable sources. That's a great question. I mean, uh, if it were anyone else, of course, but they, they still haven't covered, you know, the Cuomo story, essentially. Yeah, I mean, they won't let real. Chris Cuomo talk about it, but can we play a little, just to, to, to get a little sense of what it sounds and looks like when uh, she sets this guy up, he went on five. I mean, he went on five dates with her. Five dates. I mean, I almost feel bad for him. Did he get laid? Did she I know that's the thing. If you get information, you better get laid. You better use it. Oh, yeah. Gangbusters are raiders, right? Which is why we constantly have a death toll on the side, which I have a major problem with that we're tallying how many people die every day. Because I've even looked at it and be like, look at it and be like, let's make it hot. Like, why isn't it high enough, you know, today? Like, it would make our point better if it was higher. And I'm like, what am I f rallying for? That's a problem yeah. that we're doing, you know? <laughs> he is, I mean, I almost feel bad for him. Did he quit? Uh, that, no, I don't think so. He still works there? I mean, he, he may get uh, fired. He may get suspended. It's one of those deals where you don't want to give the satisfaction. Same like the Cullen deal. You know, they don't want to give the satisfaction to the people who exposed him. Guys they don't say anything if they think they're going to get laid. I know. Really he know. Is so, I mean, first of all, he's got a buzz on. Secondly, he's thinking, I'm going to I'm going to uh, exaggerate and amplify things just because I'm impressing her. Because you could tell she's like playing along. This woman, whoever set him up, is a great actress. Because she went through, I mean, she had, maybe she did end up in the rack with him, which is kind of... She's a like, question. that's a Fang Fang move. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> fang Fang. But it's so funny because it sets up CNN, exposes them. And, and as you point out, like Brian Stutler, forget Brian Stutler, you know, Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, Anderson Cooper are sitting there going, oh, my God, the whole world knows our game now. But they can't talk about it. They can't fight back. I mean, it's not they like can't they legitimize can project veritas right, that's their right. thing. they can't legitimize them and that's what i get at turtle boy a lot it's like people won't cite turtle boy because they don't want to legitimize it even though the reporting is undeniable a guy works at cnn so why not you i mean that sounds interesting although he, i feel like in his defense jerry what he would say is like oh i was just making shit up to get laid he, he took <laughs> right couldn't you say guess, that you could say that that would be his only that'd be his best out here wouldn't it be it would, he and it actually would be says people would be like i can relate to that he he actually says in another video that o'keefe released a couple days ago that what they did what cnn did was get trump out he says i'm going 100 say it i am 100 i 100 believe that if it wasn't for cnn we would not have voted trump out um that that probably is more well, i don't know but more damning but I mean, it's obvious that they did their best. It was a crusade. They that's succeeded. CNN has influence, Jerry. I know. That's you a can't good have it both ways. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, do you think CNN, I mean, clearly it was the, the whole network existed to bring Trump down, to make up stuff, whatever it took. And, you know, they were celebrating the results on uh, the election. But 
this was a, this is a guy actually saying it on tape and um i got the story in front of me and they says cnn spokesman spokesman did not uh respond to the new york post request for comment on the uh, Ver project veritas report no um word on if he's been fired but so what it's all i mean they nailed him what if you're O'Keefe and your Project Veritas. See, this is something you could, should consider when you expand the Turtle Boy Empire. Is getting people to do undercover video. Would you know how to do that? Like put it in a in a like a woman put it in her pocketbook, the camera. Well, yeah, the, it's a problem in Massachusetts though because it's a two party consent state. What if you did it illegally? Would they come arrest you if you posted some video of some? Yeah, like I've had, I have a turtle rider who's currently being charged by the Worcester County District Attorney's Office because she taped somebody on the phone sent it to me i used the tape and now she's being charged with it wow yeah, yeah. So, very so serious have, crimes you would have to do it in another state so this is uh i don't even know what state if this is in new york or where it is but clearly it's legal i haven't heard anyone say it's illegal but it's funny because this is journalism you know this is journalism you can't if, if this was done by someone at 60 minutes and they were sitting down with a defense contractor It'd be the biggest story in the world and they would be proud of it and they would give each other awards and pat each other on the back but again it makes cnn look bad cnn is you know the official uh, you know, network of the deep state of the swamp and they aren't going to give james o'keefe the satisfaction of uh bringing down cnn and uh yeah you got to see it even if you even if you're a liberal and you love cnn and you love whatever anderson cooper and um, you got to see it because it's so funny. He's trying, uh, as you point out, is might be his best excuse. I'm just trying to impress her, you know. Five dates. I'm not a Tinder guy, obviously. I'm way past that. But isn't is there some rule that a number of dates, a number of Tinder Tinder dates, you actually have to like close the deal? I mean, it's kind of like a rule of the street. But yeah, you would, you would think on his own accord he would just be like, you know what, this obviously isn't working out so i'm gonna <laughs> see you later <laughs> and we don't get to see her but i'm gonna guess she's pretty hot because he is really working it he is trying <laughs> he is bragging and uh trying he thinks he's impressing her and she's putting on a good show so i gotta give her credit maybe she looks like uh, david hasselhoff's daughter have you seen the story about david hasselhoff's daughter no i have not uh, you guys you guys have daughters i i don't think she says david is very proud of her david's have Hasselhoff's daughter is 28. She's a plus size model and oh, a you know, plus plus size model. And she's going to be the first plus size model on the cover of Playboy. Now, Playboy's kind of behind the times on this. Sports Illustrated has already had a transgender swimsuit model, which was something. I got to say, we tried to do it last year, tried to figure who it was because they had all their models and one of them was transgender. You couldn't even tell. You couldn't figure it out, even with a bathing suit on. You don't have a lot of trouble figuring out um, that Ashley, I think it's Ashley, Ashley have, has Hasselhoff uh, is a uh, plus-size model. And she's very proud. She says David is very proud of her, too, for appearing on the cover of Playboy. Haley, Haley Hasselhoff. That's a very good picture of her. I mean, the Haley. It looks like Megan McCain got stung by a swarm of bees. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, uh, she's not doing anything, whatever, uh, illegal. She's not like um, who's who's a Bernie uh, Kozar's daughter. Did you ever hear the story of Bernie Kozar? His daughter is a stripper, and I mean hardcore. Oh. And I don't think they 
they're on the same page. Bernie's a mess. I don't know if you, you, he was interviewed. I heard Bernie's a bit of a drunkard. Yes, I think he's uh, been on on radio or on TV with uh, with a load on, as they say. And I think she has uh, made it a little more difficult to get through the day without a, a couple of pops. But his daughter is hardcore. Unlike, I mean, I guess if you're, you know, if you're, what is it, Haley Hasselhoff? Haley, yes. She says it's a dream come true, and her parents are very proud of her. So God bless her. But I actually have it. If you're following us on uh, YouTube, you can see it. YouTube, right there. There's a couple oh, right there. That's her on a mirror. I, I thought it was yeah. her with another plus side model, but she's showing some. Do they uh, not know why people read Playboy? <laughs> she's no, showing some didn't. girth. Like seriously, <laughs> I don't know if Playboy's still in business. To me, with all the, all the options now, with OnlyFans and all the other options, I don't I know. know. Kids, Playboy. kids have it so easy now. All they need is their phone and their, you know, and shut the door, and they're they're all set. They don't need to get a Playboy. Yeah, who the hell buys a Playboy? Good do I don't that? think anybody. Maybe maybe you look online, and I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe this is just a way to get some get some people to check it out. Get some of those uh, chubby chasers to uh, maybe maybe they're catering to certain fetishes now. They're out there. Trust me. <laughs> it took it took me when I was a kid. It took me thirty six hours to download my first porno, and now kids can just go on and get it in thirty. It's not fair. Yeah, it's really not. It's not fair. Yeah, we had like VHS and. Oh God! I mean, you've you've heard Matt Walsh uh, from Daily Wire talk. Yeah, he's about, a little much. He wants to ban porn, and yeah, you, you hear you say, oh, "That's ridiculous." But he makes a great case because, and my son is older now, but you guys have young kids, and you know now how easy it is to watch anything. I mean, the hardest core porn. Just take their phone or their laptop. Boom, they could do it when they're twelve or thirteen. Um, I, I will just say I agree with Matt Walsh on this. Somehow, some way, it should be more difficult. <laughs> they should have to work for it. It's too easy to get to, for kids to be exposed to the worst, the most, the the most hardcore. Well, I'll, I'll say this: it is insane that Jason Whitlock can retweet an article from the New York Post and get kicked off Twitter. But if I search "Brandy Love," I see some pretty insane fucking Wait, things on Twitter. Jason Whitlock got kicked off Twitter oh, for like yeah, yeah. For for you know what he did? He retweeted essentially the story about the Black Lives Matter founder Patrice Colors. Who, uh, uh, yeah, who um, Patrice Colors who bought and continues to buy real estate everywhere, including a couple of homes in the whitest neighborhood in LA, in Topanga Canyon, which has a black population of 1.4%. So the Black Lives Matter uh, founder and, and avowed Marxist is snapping up real estate with the, with the hundreds of millions of dollars that corporate America and celebrities Hollywood have donated to Black Lives Matter. She's no fool. She's buying lots of real estate and good luck, you know, getting an accounting of this. I mean, it's it's she's you know one of the beautiful people. She's no one's going to demand this is communism, Jerry. Like people, are like this is a, she's a fake socialist thing. No, she's a real one. This is what real communism looks like. It's like every the proletariat go out there and they do all the work, and you all get paid shit. And the leaders, we got we we live like kings. I mean, that's how communism literally works. That's true, and and I mean. It, it amazes me that you have these people saying Black Lives Matter and throwing stuff at cops, and she's she's busy out there <laughs> spending them the money that's been donated on real estate for herself and her family. And I heard 
and we've seen some of it just like a three point we've seen like the 3.4 million dollars worth of homes is like four homes uh i heard somebody say that she's looking for a place in the bahamas in the same neighborhood as tiger woods and justin timberlake (laughs) avowed marxist who uh who who, uh you know who, who thinks they want to defund the police, of course, and destroy the nuclear family. Well, you buy your own police. You can have, if you're rich, you can just have your own private police force. So, and she is fabulously fun. wealthy. And here's the thing: we, I mean, we knew you knew it was a scam. You knew she's a con artist from the beginning, and she gets caught. And big tech, big t- this rebel, you know, this this BLM founder, this Marxist, is protected by Twitter and Facebook, and and you they protect her. From the truth, it's not even Whitlock barely added any commentary. He just said, Look He at said this. she's with her people now, right? Isn't that what he yeah, said? People, yep. she moved into an all white neighborhood. This person who thinks that, that was good. we are controlled by white supremacists and she wants to live in the, the whitest neighborhood she can find. But that's all he did. And he gets suspended. And then, of course, they say three days later, they let him back uh, on Twitter and they say, oh, it was a mistake. It's always a mistake. And it's no, always it never happened in the left, by the way. It's always a conservative that they make a mistake with. But he had a great uh, response when he uh, came back to Twitter. Um, what does he call them? Satanic MFers. <laughs> and, he, and he said, never back. And he did. I mean, he, it's something like you would tweet. He came back and said, don't ever give in to these satanic MFers, wow. which means oh which means he's not long for the platform. He will be. Uh, He'll be banned again soon. By the way, is is he working for the Blaze, Colin? Do you know is uh, Whitlock? I, I, I haven't seen if he's landed an actual full time gig anywhere. I, I haven't seen it. I, I heard that was his uh, angle when he was uh, when he left um, Outkick and Clay Travis. He had a bad, a messy divorce, as Whitlock often does. And he told his story to Glenn Beck the other day, and I believe he's trying to to get a to get a gig with the Blaze, and you know that'll probably last you know, six months and he'll go somewhere else. But, uh, he's been, you know, kind of under the radar. He, well, he he's an kicked. idiot. You get kicked off Twitter for something as stupid like that. Turtle boy knows all about that. That's such a great opportunity to build a fan. I'm starting to realize how good it is to be like censored. Yeah, really. It, it helps. I, I appreciate it's a good I like your attitude, but you're full of it. You don't like to be censored. I kind of like, I mean, Jerry, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a freedom fighter. Now I've, I've been thrust into this role that I didn't ask. I just wanted to write about ratchets. And next thing you know, I'm leading a revolution on the internet to like fight big tech. Here we are. I just want to write it, put that on a t-shirt and sell it, by the way. I just <laughs> want to write about ratchets. Yeah. And like, next thing you know, here we are. Like I'm the guy out in front, me and Alex Jones and Milo carrying the flag. It's, it's too bad. You don't get more. I mean, I know people just steal, steal from you. Even some of your allies don't give you credit. It's too bad because you deserve it because you have carved out a hell of a niche. I think this, this should be your next step. Since last we spoke, I've been banned by another tech company, which at this point I just notch it up. It's just another notch in the belt. It's almost an honor to be banned by these tech companies. And that would be GoFundMe. So add GoFundMe to the list of PayPal, Venmo, Facebook. Well, you use, Jerry, just used, Jerry just used the word steal. They basically stole from you. You had $15,000 raised and they yeah. just shut it down and refunded people. And they, That's the true. They took the money from you and gave it back to everybody. Gave it back to, you know, and, and not only did they kind of steal from me like that, but on top of that, they also told the people who donated. It's a slap in the face of them because they're like, you know what? That money you wanted to pay for that service, you didn't really want that. 
you trust me, that was bad. You're a bad person if you wanted to give them because he's a bad person. Therefore, you should not give them. Here's your money back. As if it's just so insulting to people like, well, I want to pay him. So I'm going to pay him. And ironically, you expose some of these GoFundMe scams. I mean, better than anyone. And those people are allowed, you know, like the that, that Lowell, the woman in Lowell we talked about last week who mm-hmm. started to go fund me for the funeral for the woman who was, you believe, killed by her own son. <laughs> and she didn't give the family a nickel. She just took, they raised a couple grand and just, you know, went out and bought herself something. And, and, and that woman can use GoFundMe, you can't. I, I often wonder, you sit there and you see these stories. I mean, like the one last week where George, uh, with Ron DeSantis, had a roundtable discussion about COVID and the lockdowns with a bunch of like uh, world-renowned epidemiologists and virologists. Scott Atlas from from uh, I realized that he's an enemy to the left because he doesn't believe in lockdowns, but he's a a a uh, faculty member at Stanford and a guy from Oxford, a guy from Harvard, and they had a discussion. Now you might not agree with everything they say, but so what? Um, who cares? They took it down. You cannot see the roundtable discussion with the governor of Florida, the best governor in America, perhaps our next president, and a bunch of uh, world-renowned physicians. You can't see it because somebody at YouTube, some you know, probably some you know, twenty-eight-year-old radical nose ring freak from uh, from Silicon Valley, sit there and said, "I don't like these people." Click and just takes and you know, it down. And, and- and it, it goes along with what I was just saying, because not only is it silencing Ron DeSantis and these other people that were on the video, but it's also telling the millions of people that wanted to watch that video, oh, no, 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 we're smarter than you. You don't get it. You're just a stupid rube. You you think you want to watch that video, but that's just because you're ignorant and you don't understand science. And so we're going to protect you yes, from that. It's so patriarchal. Protecting them, Turtle Boy. Don't look at it that way. Protecting people from somebody who's an actual governor who's actually implemented these policies and they've worked. They've worked. Now you could have Andrew Cuomo do the same thing, have a uh, round table with, you know, panic porn uh, people and the, you know, whoever have, have Walensky on there and Fauci saying we should stay locked down forever and no one should ever go outside. And even if you get the vaccine, you should wear a mask and, stay, and they would be okay with it. I mean, people who've lied and been wrong over and over and over again are okay. But a guy like DeSantis who's been right all along is banned and it just seems bizarre. It seems so brazen. And I guess that's what you get. This this is what 80 million people voted for. They voted for more power to big tech. And they're getting it. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised. But it just seems to me that there's very little deliberation. Whoever is doing it at YouTube or GoFundMe or Twitter when they banned Whitlock is just sitting there going, eh, I don't like that. Click. Yeah. I don't like him. Click. It is. and But you know what? It's like I've been whining about this for years, and clearly nothing's going to get done. Every time they have a hearing in front of Washington, it's just a spectacle in the congressman grandstand. Conservatives complain that they're being censored. Liberals complain that they're not censoring enough. Nothing's right. going to happen. So ultimately, if you're somebody like me, you have to just create your own platform. And that's actually what I'm starting next week, Jerry. So we're doing. I'm doing this thing. I've been working on a project for months now with my web developer called Turtle Club. And we're going to live stream right from my website. So eventually we won't use YouTube. You'll just be able to go right to the website, comment on it, watch the live stream, donate that way. We're going to have all the features that YouTube has. And that's ultimately what people have to do. You have to stop being reliant on tech companies because you have no control over them. You think that you own this channel. 
but it belongs to them at the end of the day. And nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to save you. The government Republicans are all owned by Google anyway, so they're not going to do shit. So you just got to own, you got to make your own fucking platform. It, it seems to me that as we sit here, you say, as long as you don't say, you know, they should, uh, whatever, kill all the, whatever, you know, promote genocide. Then you say, that's okay. You know, there's gotta be room for diverse opinions, but there isn't. I mean, you, you literally, uh, there's only one right think the, everything else is wrong. Think and somebody, maybe it's a panel, maybe it's a group, maybe it's one person decides. I don't like what they say. It's not illegal. It's not inflammatory. You're not calling for violence. You're not like Antifa. You're not terrorists. You just disagree politically. Or in the case of Jason Whitlock, a prominent black uh, pundit exposes the scam that is Black Lives Matter. Um, hell, I talked about this a while ago, but talked about Black Lives Matter and uh, lost an advertiser because I literally described the, the, the organization according to their own description you know the defund the police and disrupt the nuclear family and went through all the tenets of black lives matter and that upsets people you're supposed to assist them in the in the facade in the in the lie that they're that they only care about uh, you know whatever black lives and systemic racism and now we have the founder buying mansions all over the place and big tech says no we don't want anyone to know about that i mean that to me is duplicitous. That's not. That's not fair. <laughs> that's not nothing, honest. They can never top the Hunter Biden story, Jerry. After the Hunter that Biden good story, point. nothing can like you'll never be able to be surprised by anything they do ever again. That's a good point. The Hunter Biden story you can't defend it if you're you know even if you're some crazy whatever Joy Reid type type liberal or whatever you can't defend them censoring real news, lying about it. I mean, they lied about it, said it was leaked and it wasn't Russian disinformation. Yeah, Russian, and, and they held it uh, from the public until the election. They got their guy elected, and then Jack Dorsey said, you know what, we shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. <laughs> it's always a mistake, but there's a, uh, an, end, uh, a means, uh, an end game, and it is get their guys elected. And in this case, I mean, this is going to be wild today. If you're, if you're just waking up, they are, uh, uh, they're going to introduce bill, a bill um, to expand the Supreme Court, which is wild. I mean, I certainly hope it doesn't happen, but here you have some of the most radical legislators, in this case, in the Senate, and Ed Markey. Ed Markey, yeah. And in the uh, House, Hank. Hank Johnson. So oh, this, could be, okay, this is one of two or three of the dumbest members of the Senate, Ed Markey. Brilliant mind right there, I was going to say. being led around by the ringing his nose by by aoc and hank johnson the man who famously thought guam would tip over because we had so many troops on guam and he asked a member of the military are you afraid that it will tip over um wait till he finds out about well i mean marky probably thinks the same about nantucket jerry so <laughs> he's really two of the dumbest people in this i mean to, all to, we're missing right now is Maisie hirono and Right. We'd have well, the three stooges. That's true. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna guess, Turtle Boy, that she's on board with this. It's, it's wild because it's so radical. And I tweeted this last night, and I'm, I'm telling you, when you think about it, and and we talk, you and I talk about this all the time, and 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 you know, we're on the same page. They know how to fight. They yes. know how to yes. consolidate they play to win. power. They play to win. 
they play to win. And as Jesse Kelly, who tweets about this, talks about this all the time, pointed out, today they're going to introduce a bill to expand the Supreme Court by four to 13. And all four will be appointed by Biden. All four will be as radical as, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, more radical than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They want to tip the scales on the Supreme Court forever. For the rest of our lives, it'll be a, a, a essentially a third legislative body doing whatever Biden or the Democrats want. But but if you list the things they control, it I, I couldn't even fit it in a tweet, put it that way. I mean, when you think about you know White House, Senate, House, CIA, FBI, Hollywood, academia, big tech, big media, sports, pro sports, Wall Street, on and on it goes. The one thing Everything. they don't Our entire one culture. thing they don't control, and by the way, it's a margin of one, five to four, because Roberts is a reliably liberal vote now. Yeah, thanks, George. They, they, they have one vote from controlling the Supreme Court, and they say, nah, not, not enough. Let's change the law. It's the most naked, power, cynical power grab I've ever seen in my life. They played it led, led by a couple of dummies like Markey and Hank Johnson and Gerald Nadler. Um, and they will sit there and they'll say it without any. Guilt. Jerry, we had the chance to like. I was saying this in October when they were t like with the whole um, Barrett thing was going on, and I was saying then I'm like they want they're running on a platform of packing the court. Biden won't say he won't do it. So why doesn't Trump pack the court? Like why didn't? But that's the thing that we don't think of. We're like no 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 no. We can't do that because we have to respect the institutions and we have to do it the way. What would Ronald Reagan do? Screw Ronald Reagan. We're not living in the age of Ronald Reagan right. anymore. We got to get out of this mentality that like we have to be civilized and play by the rules. No, we need to play by, we need to play to win like they do. We should have packed the court, go on the offensive instead of going on the defense. Well, to me, all you need to know is that I've been hearing this my whole life is someday we will defund PBS which is this left wing, you know, it's the, it's the media wing of the, of the woke mob. It is paid for by taxpayers. And yet, and, and all Republicans do is complain about it and say, Oh, you know, there should be more balance or whatever. These are as radical as left wing, reliably left wing as any media outlet ever. It's Yashisi. I mean, Yamichi Sindor, who stood up with Biden's one and only press conference and said, you're such a moral and decent man. That person is on the public payroll, the taxpayer's dime. And I, I've heard it my whole life when we're, we'll defund it and they can get their contributions. They can sell ads. They can do whatever. They'll survive. But somehow they never do it. It's like defunding Planned Parenthood. It never happens. And the reason is there's just nobody who fights hard, fights dirty. No, on, there's like three or four. The, there's like Cowley the right. and, you know what I mean, Cotton and, and Cruz. But the problem is that we have all these, we have these Mitt Romneys, and not only the Mitt Romneys, the forgettable senators, the senators you've never heard of from Indiana and North Dakota and stuff, who aren't looking to like cause a big thing here. Whereas right. every single Democrat in the Senate, besides Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, is a radical leftist who wants to completely reimagine the country there will be very it's going to be interesting to see how the senate votes on this which democrats vote against this are will there be any because i, I assume cinema and mansion will not go along with this but will any of the other 48 democrats be like this is a little much you think it's uh, too much for mitt because there is no mitt yeah, romney mitt on the other side there's no lisa murkowski on the other side that's well, a strict, you know strictly uh, that's 
strictly our side. We got we got the Mitt Romneys. Right. These absolute squishes, these frauds. From, and the difference is that Mitt Romney is from a red state. He has the ability to be completely conservative, whereas Joe Manchin is from the most conservative state in the country, and he's a Democrat, so he has to be in the middle. But That's he doesn't difference. he doesn't vote. He votes with the Democrats. He's reliably <clears throat> a oh, reliable vote. Yes, yes. It's all talk. It's Not all talk. Kevin, he, will huh? vote, he will vote with the Democrats, even though uh, his state his state voted for Trump uh, in 2016. Trump won by 43 points. Yeah, that was, that's their biggest state. That used to be a yes. Democratic state. Demographic change. That was well. It was Robert Byrd. I mean, it used to be. You know, the, half the half the state is still named after Robert Byrd. We're tearing down. You know, Abraham Lincoln and U.S. Grant. But half the state of West Virginia is still named after the Grand Cleagle, Robert Byrd. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be wild, and it's going to be impressive the way they stand up in, in front of the world and just say, yeah, we have to do this because, you know, we have to control everything. And people, I mean, again, people voted for this. 80 million people voted for this. It's frightening. I will say this. I guess I have to, for the first time, I think first time ever, I have to give Joe Biden credit. He's going to do exactly what Donald Trump proposed he's going to pull the troops out of afghanistan by september 11th which is stupid to say to make this thing this this move you know kind of part of the you know make it symbolic make it part of the the september 11th you know festivities we're going to take all the troops home but i mean i just want a president to say we're taking the troops home now now no deadlines no predictions now starting and then i want to see video of guys with their big rucksacks and their bags getting on planes, getting on helicopters, buses. I want to see them coming home. I want but to Jerry, see what about the what about the Kabul public schools? <laughs> They're going to fall what apart. About girls, they'll girls will no longer be I don't you know it, it is amazing to me that people still say this like Lindsey Graham says it, but you hear Bill Crystal and Max Boot and these people say, yeah. "Oh, all the great work we've done." Can you imagine if right now we weren't in Afghanistan and their proposal was let's go there because girls aren't allowed to go to school and we should go yeah, halfway around leader, the world. We I should lose American lives to make sure girls in this shithole country can go to school. Like, Do the Uyghur Muslim girls go to school? <laughs> that's a why aren't we invading China? If that's, that's the rationale, why aren't we invading every country in the world where girls don't get? That's what we do. We just sacrifice American lives so that girls in random shitholes get to go to school. It's what? insane. And it I, I guarantee if they do poll, it's, you know, 80% of the public wants out. Nobody wants to be there. And really, if you're a public official, elected official, or a media person, a Bill Crystal, a neocon, you got to bend yourself in all kinds of uh, pretzels to make this case. And I said this on Twitter, and I believe it. I have no tolerance. I'm going to lose it. When people start calling it premature or rushed or rash, you're going, wait a second, it's been 20 years, 20 years, the longest war ever with no objective anymore. There's no objective. The objective isn't to make sure girls go to school or women. It, it literally can, is. That literally is the objective. Women can go outside without their husband's permission. I mean, if you're if, if that's rationale for American intervention, you're right. There's places all over the world. There's including China, where you would say you can make the case for American invasion. Nobody wants to be there any longer. Not one person. I hate when they say we're going to keep a force of 2,500 or something. No, 
a force of zero should be there. Zero. Unless you want to, you know, take help with the uh, uh, the opium uh, harvest and make sure we get our heroin. What, what's the point? What? No. And I listen to vets too. You listen to guys like Robert O'Neill. They, they feel the same way. They're like, what, what is the objective? What There's is never the been point? a better time too with COVID. Cause you have the perfect excuse. Like, sorry, we can't rebuild schools. Our right. schools aren't even open. So <laughs> right. yeah, they want to rebuild and make sure they have better HVAC systems. Like, that is know? crazy that like they want the Kabul public schools to function properly, but the American public schools, you guys can sit in front of a computer in your house and just whatever. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's going to have to buck, you know, his staunchest supporters like Liz Cheney and and, and actually do oh, it, do it and do oh, exactly what Trump said. So I hope he does. I will give him credit. I will tip my cap. Uh, there's a couple things I want to get to. You haven't seen this. I got a bounce, Jerry. Uh, I, I can see that. I, I can see that, uh, uh, Turtle Man. But uh, I, all right, let's do uh, let's do Shea Concrete, and then we're going to do the greatest battle in cable news history, at least since uh, Morton Downey left the airways. And it felt like a good, it felt to me when I watched it, that this is good TV. Now I realize there'll be people who say, oh, it's awful. They didn't even, uh, you know, they didn't let each other speak. Oh. My old partner, Dino would say one at a time. Uh, you didn't like this, uh, this battle. No, I, no, I was making that noise of people who don't like people yelling and fighting oh, and talking over right. each other. Yes. I mean, it's all the buzz on cable. I mean, on Twitter and social media is about this fight last night. If you haven't seen it, we'll play some of it. It's Dan Bongino versus Geraldo Rivera. And didn't it feel like it felt like the early days at EEI when Dale and Eddie and, and Dino and me. And I mean, you'd have these fights that would just go off the rails and they'd be invariably, there'd be whatever a producer or program director say, oh, come on, they take turns. And you'd be like, no, this is real. This is what people want. And I believe it to this day. I mean, I don't think you get a lot of those kind of fights anymore anywhere. Do you? I mean, is there any radio station or TVs that we get this kind of tension on a daily uh, basis? I don't know. Have you heard middays? Did you see Gresh? He, he does. He wears this wrestling t-shirts now and he gets all. I am not. Yeah. He's all fired. Up. I'm, I'm with the rest of, uh, I'm with the rest of the, the world. I have not seen it and I have no interest, but uh, I mean, I see it on Twitter when people do it and I just say, you know, I no no interest. But no, it's a, I, uh, it's a, you talk, I talk world, Jerry, you know, you that. yes. And, and the one at a time, let's not talk over each other. Let's, you know, let's all get along. And, it's a shame because that's what, when EEI went to another level, it's when there were these battles that people, you could pick one side, you root for one side. It was like watching whatever, watching an MMA fight or watching a good game. And I think uh, the, the, the people who didn't like that, they weren't listeners. You know, they were whatever consultants or they were producers or salespeople, the people who were listening. Would, and I'd do it. I'd get hooked when, when Eddie and Dale or whoever would you know start fighting and you couldn't turn it off. Today, there's no and I mean, that when there's a fight, energy goes up, intensity level goes but if up. You guys, if you guys are fighting and that throws meter off and he misses his headlines by like, yeah, what's, what the, what's you know what I mean? Like everything, you know, gets the, the whole clock, you know, we're going to get to the weather and the traffic. I mean, <laughs> those fights were. The, those for the listeners, the listeners, all that mattered and they got hooked. They loved it. They rooted and, and the consultants and the whatever uh, program directors hated it, but the numbers reflected 
the 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 way listeners felt about it but let's let me do the shake concrete let me talk about retaining walls from shay and then we'll get to the best fight in cable news that i can remember did you know that shake concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in north america well you do now in fact in 2020 Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. I right, here, I'll set it up. It's, these guys have been on regularly with uh, Sean Hannity, Dan Bongino, who soon... In what a couple of weeks, I believe, will be stepping into the sizable shoes of one Rush Bo Limbaugh, um, doing day uh, every day, noon to three. I think he'll be good at it. I think he can do solo for hours and he can talk and he's smart. And he's a little edgy. He and Geraldo, until last night, have gotten along okay. They shake hands after they fight, they disagree, they back, go back and forth. But last night, I believe this thing is seven minutes long, so we're not gonna play it all. but the, they went off the rails and it got personal and it got nasty. And I must, I must commend uh, Sean Hannity because he got out of the way. Uh, nothing worse than a host who says, come on, guys, come on. Let's not fight. Let's not fight. He let them fight. Now today, everyone is watching it on, on, on social media and, and, and realizing just how real it was. There were no, there was no play acting pretending here. These two went at it and I'm not sure they're going to be able to make uh, too many more appearances together because you can feel the hate. You tell that to the black families that see their we go. sons a being race. killed. That's all you twice got. Twice the rate you of white. You got nothing else, sons. buddy. Is it, that's you got a nothing fact. else. That's a fact. You've got nothing that, else. All you want to do is fact. see the country that burn. Is the, you just want to see the uh, country burn. All, that's it. I want to see the time. country burn. You son race. of a bitch. I want to see the country burn. You punk. You're nothing but a punk. You're a punk, Bungino. You're a punk. You wouldn't tell me that to my face. We'll leave it there. Coming yeah. up, the left Let's continues. See. Oh, he's still going. He's he is going. Yeah. We'll leave it there, Hannity says, and then cut away, and he's still yelling. I will say this in Geraldo's defense. He lost his cool, and I, I'm going to guess today, and he's done this before where he apologizes today. He'll apologize because he lost his cool. For what? But for what? What do you think? What do you think, Dan? Bo- do you think Dan Bongino needs an apology? Who gives a no, shit? No, but but you'll. Uh, I'll I'll predict if it hasn't happened already. He'll say, "I'm sorry, I lost my cool." But I, 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 it was great. That's how long was that? Thirty seconds. That's that thirty great. seconds out of seven minutes. And I will, in defense of Geraldo, say that he would absolutely say that to Bongino's face. Geraldo's seventy-seven years old. Um. 
but he's crazy and he's and he doesn't mind the fight and he thinks he's a tough guy he thinks i mean bongino's like a, a badass whatever he what is it that hannity oh, does yeah. jujitsu yes taekwondo right there with him yes. yeah he's one of them and he's younger he's 30 years younger and he would absolutely kill him but Geraldo is nuts He's like, you know, my old partner, Dino. He's crazy. And that's he raw and that's real. Imagine having the expertise in the background, right, that Dan Bongino, do, that, that he has. And you're listening to a guy scream at you about why don't they move the taser from one side of the belt to the other side of the belt, and this right. would never have happened. It's like the most juvenile idea coming from Geraldo, who has no expertise in the matter whatsoever. I know, and but he thinks he does. And, I mean, I guess he's trying to give you a tangible solution, but I don't think it's a problem. I mean, is, have you ever heard, I heard a, a law enforcement person on uh, this morning and they asked him, I think it was Fox and friends. They asked him, have you ever heard of this before? And he said, no, that someone grabbing their taser when they meant to grab their, their firearm because the taser is so much lighter and feels yep. different. Yep. And by the way, it's not in your go-to spot. That's where your gun belongs. And it, if you move the gun to make the gun harder to, to grab and pull out, the first thing that will happen within you know days, there'll be some cop who couldn't get his gun yep. on, a side, on the side of a road pulling someone over. They got a gun. He's reaching for his gun. He has to reach across his body. He's too slow. Boom, he's dead. So that will happen without a doubt if they do this. There's got to be, I mean, change the shape of a taser. What, what do you do? I don't know. But. This is not like a problem. This is an aberration. It is a tragedy. It's a tragic mistake. It's, by the way, as we talked about yesterday, being exploited yep. by all these politicians who are lying. All my, like my congresswoman, Ayanna Presley, and AOC, and Elon and uh, Rashida Tlaib, and the mayor, Mike Elliott, and the governor, Waltz, they're all lying for two reasons. And, I, and this drives me nuts. They're saying it wasn't an accident. Chris Cuomo, that halfwit on, who, who went on Twitter when they filed the charges and they said it's second-degree uh, murder, Chris Cuomo is a lawyer. I mean, he went to uh, law school, I guess, graduated from law school. I'm not sure how long he practiced law. He went on Twitter when this was announcement was made and tweeted, second-degree, probably the lowest homicide charge available is this accountability? So he wanted um, uh, Kim Potter, the cop who resigned, who's facing charges, to be charged with first-degree murder. Now, that's insane. That's silly. It's it's overcharging. She would beat the rap. And there's literally evidence right now that says that that's not the case. Like, I mean, you see the video. I mean, obviously, it's not first-degree murder. Obviously, she made a mistake on video. An audio you hear say, I'm going to tase him, I'm going to tase him. And then she goes, oh, shit, I shot him. Clearly, I mean, it's not even a debate. This should be this should be settled. This should be a, uh, you know, a plea agreement. We know what happened for a change. And the only way they can uh, capitalize on this, these politicians and media people, is to lie. Say it's about race and it wasn't an accident. I mean, <clears throat> AOC doesn't exactly, you know, take questions or invite conversation on this, but what would she say if you said, what do you mean it's not an accident? What was it? <laughs> what was it? Like a, a hit? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it's not letting her off the hook when you say it's an accident. You're just stating a fact. Well, what's, what's second degree carried? Maximum 10 years? 
That's um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I heard it was, well, let me get it up here, but something like that. Yes. Yeah. And which, so you think she deserves like life <laughs> when she clearly made a mistake and, and none of them want to blame, uh, you know, Dante right for his role in this again, if he complied, he's alive today. If he didn't try to make a run for it, which is bizarre because he was never going to, you know, get away. I mean, second degree manslaughter. I'm going to guarantee you this was uh, discussed and they said, you know, what are the parameters? What's the definition? And they said, clearly, this is second degree manslaughter. And it says, can apply to cases when someone has, quote, unreasonable risk and kills another person through negligence. Maximum conviction uh, punishment is 10 years. Yes. Which do you really think? And she got $100,000 bail. On the same day, the guy, the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt to death, an unarmed protester, not only are there no charges, they won't even name the guy. <laughs> it, it, to me, it, this is crazy, and I know I've been fighting with people on Twitter. I know they say that she was committing insurrection and treason. If she were a threat and she had to be shot dead, then why didn't the cops shoot everyone there? They were all trying to climb through the, the knock down that door and go down that hallway. Why, why is it okay to shoot one person and not others? If they're all committing treason, if they're all committing insurrection. And by the way, there's a new video out. Tucker had it last night. When they shoot her, when that cop, that unnamed cop who will never be named because the media has no interest. When he shoots her, there's a whole bunch of cops right behind her. Capitol Police, and they're like leaving. They're heading down the hallway, down the stairs. This was reckless, if nothing else. He shot her with all kinds of people, including cops, right behind her or next to her. And uh, I can't imagine being her family. Just told, sorry, she was unarmed. She was protesting. She was in the Capitol, you know, kind of like the Kavanaugh protesters were in the Capitol. Kind of like, you know, the people say she's in a federal building trespassing. Kind of like Antifa does every freaking night try to go in and burn down a federal building in portland they never get shot they don't even get arrested most of the time and if they do they get out in 10 minutes ashley babbitt uh i'm just gonna say had, you know, the wrong skin color the wrong hat color if this i mean if she were black and the cop were white the same people ayana presley aoc the same media people would be on this case like Never before. They would be 100% behind her, demanding the cop's name, demanding charges, demanding everything. It's, she's just not, she just doesn't matter to them. Unfortunately for the late Ashley Babbitt, a veteran and an unarmed protester who is, uh, who was shot dead and they're saying, nope, justified, justified. But anyway. Which is why actually before, like back to the Bongino thing for a second, before we started recording, I said he kind of kept his cool and we know he can go off the rails, but he kept his cool because we have basically all the facts, at least in the Dante Wright situation. And here's a guy in Geraldo who is complicit in pushing a narrative that we know is insane. Right. Like, and so. I mean, right. He's pointing about pointing out how many more black people are stopped, I believe by cops than white, which I mean, Bongino is saying that's not true. More white people are shot by cops, unarmed white people and black. But but to me, that's a, a, a false narrative. I mean, we know race had nothing to do with it. If you're being honest, you don't think she's motivated by race. You don't think she was shooting to kill. You know it's an accident. You know it's, it, it's 
oh god she's facing manslaughter charges and yep. and out on a hundred thousand dollar bail or house by the way by, by concrete barriers it's playing out exactly as you predicted like she obviously you know made a mistake she deserves to pay a price for it and guess what that's how it is playing out exactly to a t so what like what else? it's it's just i don't know i thought he kept this cool just because you gotta pick your spots if you yeah. want to make it about you know systemic racism and this is not one of those spots it doesn't fit the narrative and people like Geraldo are trying to force it in there and trying to uh, use emotions and oh what if you were a, a parent and they killed your kid and it's like i mean that, that that that's awful that's tragic i i feel bad for uh dante wright's mother but we have no evidence that it was racial. We have no evidence that it was anything but an accident. Unfortunately, they can't use it. Just like the Antifa punks, the scum who's tearing up who are tearing up Brooklyn Center or tearing up Minneapolis. They don't care about Dante Wright. They don't care about you know systemic racism. They they care about may, uh, making uh, mayhem and and destruction. That's all they're bent on. They want to. They don't care about victims of of the cops. They just hate. Did you see the punk? Last night with the pig's head, this punk held up an actual pig's head and was sticking on a stick and pointing at the cops trying to taunt them. I mean, they just want they just want to harass cops and they like the guys who looted uh, looted Dollar Tree. They just think it's fun, you know. They think it's fun to, to to destroy and 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 burn and I mean that's what they're into. They're Antifa. They're scum, uh, and they know they know that nobody. No politician, at least no no Democrat in these inner cities, will criticize them. It's amazing. None of them will say, "Stop that! What you're doing is is is, is you, know, you can't justify it. It's wrong. You're hurting the wrong. You know, you're hurting people in inner cities." They'll just stand up today again. AOC and Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren and all that will stand up and defend the rioters and lie about the shooting. They don't care. It's a means to an end, and they'll uh, they'll just sit back and, as Bongino said, watch the world burn. Yep. That's what they want to do. And and they, I mean, it makes it worse when you make it about race. It makes it much, much, much worse. You take you piss off a lot of people who say, "Damn it, this the the, the, the cops are racist and they're killing us." They don't need to know the truth. They they just well, you know, you're just going to rile them up piss them off and stoke the flames. That's what they're doing. Again, stoking the flames. And it's going to get worse because as I've been saying for weeks now, Chauvin is not going to be convicted on all counts. He's not going away for life. I mean, if you look at the charges, I mean, it's going to, he's going to be either convicted on a lesser charge or he's going to be a hung jury. He's not going to get acquitted because the, 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 the jurors know they don't want their lives ruined they don't want their houses burned they they know they've already been doxxed they know that the these forces of evil out there these antifa scum know them they know where they are they're they're not even sequestered they're going home every night watching this insanity around them that, that that's roiling around them i think it'll be there'll be one or two jurors who disagree it'll be a hung jury that doesn't mean he goes free but that does mean it triggers a whole new wave of, of rioting and looting and burning. And I hate to be a small business owner in Minneapolis because I don't see any way. Hell, they could convict him on all counts and they'll still riot because the, maybe the judge will give him 50 years instead of 60. It doesn't matter. They just want an excuse to riot. It's going to get bad. 
it's already bad and it's going to get worse. I feel bad for the good people of Minnesota, of Minneapolis, because there's nothing they can do about it now. The politicians have, have, have allowed it, encouraged it, romanticized it, and there's no reason for the rioters and looters to stop now. It's going to get bad. Gonna get bad. Uh, it could happen by this weekend, you know. They could wrap, I mean, they're not going to deliberate or come to a decision, but they could wrap this trial up at the end of this week, early next week at the latest. It's it's coming. The storm is coming, sadly, for the people of uh, Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center. Prediction, because I know you're winding down. Is Geraldo on television with Dan Bongino next week? It's a good question. I'm going to say... If it's if the answer is no, it's because of Geraldo. Like Geraldo's like, right. oh no question. No, no, yeah. right. Ammo right. Gino loved it. Like you can well, tell. Gino takes pride it. to be able to handle that. See, I we used to feel that way on the radio. I mean, we'd have these wild fights, and you know, just say that was good. You know that we would literally uh, say, you know, that was good radio. Let's do it again. I mean, you'd still have a little tension in the air at the breaks, but they they have to know that that's what. I mean, the ratings will be good. People will be watching it on online today and looking forward to the next appearance. It's a good question. I will say yes, and I will say Geraldo apologizes for losing his cool. And you're right, but Gina will say, hey, it was a good debate, even I'll though it was very him. personal. I'll hate him if he apologizes. Who cares? If that's what you believe and you're fighting for it and it's a good back and forth, the only thing he should he should text Dan Bongino is you're welcome for good television because he set it he, up perfectly. He – um apologized the other day for something I, he said something personal i forget what it was to bongino and he, and he came on right away the next time and said i want to apologize to my friend dan bongino it's a good question i haven't seen anything online it's a little early but uh, we'll keep track of that they you know bongino's on fox news like every 10 minutes he's filling yeah. in for somebody or, i mean he's tireless and he's going to be he's going to have, have free hours of radio to do in a couple of weeks all right i wanted to mention i should have done this with turtle boy but uh Last night, went out to dinner at an indoor restaurant for um, my son's birthday, and I saw this with my own eyes, and it was hilarious. I couldn't. I had to look away. It was so funny. A table of four grown men, four men, two tables over with their masks on, and they literally held one hand on the mask, pulled it down, took a bite, put it up. I watched them do this for an entire meal, all four, pulled it down, ate, put it back up, and then... When they were done eating, they still had drinks. They did it with their drinks. They'd pull the thing down, take a sip, put it back up. And you don't, have, right? you don't have to do that anymore, right? Like you don't have that's they can. Yeah, I don't think you ever had to do that. Once yeah. you sat at your table, you got to take the mask off. I mean, California, they encouraged you to put the mask on between meals, between bites. I don't think they did it in Massachusetts ever, but it was hilarious. I'm trying to come up with I'm trying to come up with their excuse, but you can't do so, right? Because if if any if any of the four are compromised in any way, you're not in that situation, right? So they're just right. I mean, yeah, right? If you were feeling symptoms or whatever, you would. <laughs> one of them was like twenty, I don't know, twenty five and thin, and I'm thinking, what do you think is going to happen? But whatever, we've covered yeah. this ground. Where were just, you? Where were you? Cambridge? Where'd you go? Uh, Somerville. It was close, close yeah, nearby. So, okay, and 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 I couldn't stop watching. I'm just going. I could imagine doing that for one or two, but then you just say, "Okay, enough of this." Yeah. And they weren't like on top of each other. It was a good sized table, and I just kept watching. Going, they are doing it every bite. I will say this: I actually I do wish we went into this with Turtle Boy. I I was not a fan of what I saw from Turtle Boy. Not that it's the biggest deal in the world, but I know you were a fan of Turtle Boy going into the stores without the mask and everything like that. No, I don't do that. I I, I put the mask on. And when you I gave him you gave him credit for it, 
which I was I, just I kidding. You'd called him a hero. That's what he wants to be. He thinks he's a hero. I would never do that. You know why? Just because I don't want the hassle. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get COVID, but I, to go into a big store, wherever it was, Walmart, a grocery store, who wants the looks and the crap? I could put the mask on to go in a store, but I can't imagine leaving it on like all day. And again, yeah. I can't imagine running. Those, like, every- those four guys last night, they are scared shitless of COVID, right? Like they are, Dr. Fauci is their hero. Even though I disagree with them, I don't want to like make them uncomfortable in any way. But why, if you're scared of COVID, why go to an indoor? This was indoors and I hadn't been to too many in an indoor restaurant and have dinner if you're so i mean does that sound like a pleasant experience pull it down bite pull it up down bite i mean it seems to me you would get takeout (laughs) bring it home take it maybe they leave it on you could eat outside take out eat outside i i thought there were a couple people outside it was a little cold but there were a couple people if you're that paranoid right there's a table there was tables outside and i'm thinking that's the way they go through life. Like every yeah. time they do whatever, have a cup of coffee, boom, 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 boom there. And I looked at them and I said this to my son, I said, they will do that five years from now, 10 years from now, the rest of my life, there will be people. And mainly it'll be like airports and travelers, but you will see people at the mall or at the, uh, at a restaurant for the next 10, 15 years, masked up and acting as if the virus never went away. They're already doing it. I mean, People with the vaccine, people who are with their own family are doing things like that. And it's all just theater. It's all just performance. My, my mother didn't come to a family birthday party on Sunday afternoon because my father went to a wake and the person died of COVID. It was the wake. So she did not. They are both that fully vaccinated. She did not feel comfortable <laughs> coming to the family party. I, now, don't, I, don't, I don't get the idea. I mean, I would think. And again, Fauci's the biggest anti-vaxxer in the country. He's the one convincing people there's no point in getting vaccinated because he tells them nothing will change. The way to get people vaccinated and everyone's encouraging it and they get celebrities encouraging it and selfies of, of Jim Acosta, you know, to encourage people is to say, once you get the shot, throw the mask away, go to the mall, you know, go to see your friends, go to see your kids, grandkids. Once you, the second that shot is in, that second shot is in you, Live your life. That would change everything. But yep. that would mean Fauci has lost control. That would mean Fauci's days. Oh, well, I mean, the, 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 the Johnson Johnson thing hits yesterday. Everybody sees it. Who Who is team Fauci goes in a panic and he's on every cable television station within five minutes of the announcement. And when you stop and think, you go, wait a second. One person died. Six people blood out of seven million as as one uh, skeptical doctor uh, said this morning, I said, if that were the uh, standard you used, like one death, six blood clots, you would ban Tylenol. You'd ban Advil. I mean, <laughs> you have more complications from Tylenol than you do from the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. But that's, you know, they want, if, if not for that, if not for pulling it off and putting pause, you wouldn't really need Fauci. You wouldn't really need Walensky. They, they, they are raging against the dying of the light is what they're doing. They know their importance is, uh, is uh, going away soon, very soon. And they hate the thought of it, especially Fauci. He can't stand the thought of his uh, time on, in the spotlight ending. So he's going to make it uh, seem like we, we need him. And it's just crazy. They should be telling everyone, your mother, when you have the vaccine, 
it's over. Go yep. about your life. Two weeks after you get your second shot, go back to years previous. You have a life. Go back to it. That's yeah, it. Go That's out to eat. Say. You don't need a mask. You can't get it. You're. It's 100%. You can't get it, period. But again, if he says that, we don't need him anymore. So we know the answer to that. We know why he's going to continue to say it. All right. We will leave it there. Thanks to Turtle Boy and thanks to uh, everybody for listening. And thanks to DCU and... Uh, Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and Pluto TV. We really appreciate it. Hey, it's Thursday. Every Thursday we ask for uh, ratings and reviews. Give us a five-star rating and write up a review if you feel like it. If you like the show, that w- that is all on Apple Podcasts. We had some good ones last week. We're getting close to 4,000. I want to get to 4,000, and then I want to just coast. But, I mean, uh, let me do another plug for you, too. Even though I did – You have to handle this plug. I yeah. can't do it. So, Even though I thought you were going to ask me for another story, and I would have said I am upset that J-Lo and A-Rod confirmed that they have broken up this morning on the Today Show. Oh, I see that. that. Is over. Go. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough blow. However – Go to CallahanPodcast.com. That will subscribe you to our YouTube channel. We are back to live streaming, live streaming Effective Monday. So all these I videos. Thought was, I thought it was the Jerry Callahan Podcast. No, no, no. I changed it. I don't give a crap. Oh, you did. Good. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Everything's online. Everything's on brand now. Callahan Podcast on CallahanPodcast.com. Yes. CallahanPodcast.com is going to take you to our YouTube page. Back to live streaming the show. So when you hear Geraldo and uh, and uh, Bongino fighting, that's a video that you could actually see on YouTube. So go to CallahanPodcast.com, subscribe to it. We'll be live there. Take your comments, all the feedback, all that stuff. Awesome. And uh, you did all that. You did all that. Done so. Done so. And we'll also, I mean, we will, we're going to push YouTube because that's just easier. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be on Instagram, but you will be, and we'll be banned by all of them eventually. Yeah, we'll be done. We'll be screwed and we'll be on, yes. we'll be calling Turtle Boy's technical yep. director. Wait till they find out we have uh, Turtle Boy on with us. They'll oh. all ban us the next day, but uh, good job. We appreciate it. Do what Cullinan said. Go to CallahanPodcast.com and subscribe. We re- really, really appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Yo, it's Robert Ory, and we're always bringing you the best upbeat sports conversations and the biggest guests we can track down on a Big Shot Bob podcast. One of the best ever, John Sally, is with us. John didn't realize that the real killer was Robert Ory. I said it a lot. <laughs> I said it, didn't I, Rob? I was like, yeah. the quiet one is the one you better watch out for. He don't get mad at anything. Uh-oh, something's up. <laughs> and don't miss the show on Wednesday the 31st as we talk to Lakers president, Jeannie Buzz. Subscribe now everywhere you get your podcast, and leave us a rating and review to be featured on the show. Headlines and hot takes, they have their place. But at our podcast, ESPN Daily, we don't just skim the surface of sports. Dude, I mean, this clearly transcends blood feuds, (laughs) rivalries, sports. This is something far, far deeper than that. I'm your host, Pablo Torre. And every day, we try to dive into the stories behind the athletes. The picture of him in the dugout afterwards just looked like a guy who'd had his heart ripped out. Listen to ESPN Daily wherever you get your podcasts.